That memory stayed with me, and when I had the opportunity to come to work for the Foundation a few years ago, I jumped at it. She paused for a moment, not to garner applause coming from the tables, but to gather her thoughts. She cleared her throat slightly before speaking again. At the time, I remember my mom being tired all the time, but I didn't realize it was because she was so worn out from the stress and being Dana's primary caretaker. I was speaking with her about a year ago, talking about that time and how hard that year was before Dana passed away. My mother said that as much as she loved Dana, there were times when she would have loved to run away and never look back. Seeing a few nods amongst those assembled was encouraging. She'd been afraid that might be too controversial, but they were her mother's words. I know she didn't really mean that, but it got me to thinking that people who take care of the special children who qualify for wish-granters also deserve a break, a chance to run away, even if it's just for a few hours. With that in mind, we've launched the Caretakers Program, which grants moms and dads a brief reprieve from the ongoing stress. Whether it's an afternoon at the spa or a romantic night in a bed and breakfast just for the parents, the goal of the program is to make their lives easier, too. Not every parent will want to take advantage of the opportunity while their children are suffering, so qualifying parents will also have an opportunity to have a wish granted after their child passes or recovers. There was another round of applause, and she smiled at the people present. She wasn't certain how the reception would be when she first come up with the idea, and a few people on the board had been horrified at the idea of offering a parent the option to get away from the stress of caring for their terminally ill child, even for just a few hours, but it had been a far more popular idea than she'd expected. She had received the go-ahead to try to solicit funds strictly for this program, and the charity auction had been the easiest way she could think to do just that. There had been other, smaller fundraisers, but this was where she had focused her attention for the last couple of months, planning the event and recruiting various people to offer a few hours of their time in exchange for the winning bid that would go to the fund. Olivia spoke again once the applause died down. And I'd like to thank all of you for attending and for our volunteers who have generously donated their time to this endeavor. With that in mind, let the auction begin. She looked down at her cards, jogging her memory about the first volunteer awaiting auctioning. It was a popular coach at the local university, and she read his introduction, written by himself, before starting the bid. It was fun identifying the bidders, and she had practiced her bidding voice, pleased she sounded at least semi-professional, though she was no auctioneer. The coach ended up sold to an older woman, who looked tickled to have won, and she was giggling with her friends like a teenager. She smiled at Coach Brennan, who gave her a resigned look and a wink before exiting the stage to go sit with his date and arrange the details of their actual dinner together. She quickly went through the list of local and national celebrities who had donated their time, ending with the local weatherman almost an hour later. Let's start the bidding at 1,000. Almost immediately, three signs went up from the attendees. 2,000. Again, a flurry of signs rose, and soon the bidding had escalated to $25,000. It was down to two people at that point, unsurprisingly both men, who seemed to appreciate Gretchen Wallace's feminine assets as much as her prowess with predicting the weather. 26. The last of the two bidders exchanged a glance, and number 13 put down his sign with a rueful shake of his head. That's 25000 to number 48, going once. 
twice. Sold. She banged the little hammer on the gavel she'd been given by the chairman of the board for the occasion. Five million, said a new voice from the doorway of the ballroom. She stiffened in shock, trying to make out the person who had offered such an outrageous bid for Gretchen. She was appreciative of the numbers, but the bidding was over. I'm sorry, but the bidding has ended for an evening with Gretchen. She was also our last participant, so the auction part of this evening is over, sir. He strode briskly through the crowd, and as he grew closer, she found it increasingly difficult to breathe. The man had a large frame, solidly built shoulders, narrow waist, and a perfectly formed face that could have been on the cover of magazines detailing male perfection. His light blonde hair was an interesting contrast to his almost black eyes. He stopped a few feet from the stage, hands planted on his hips, and looking up at her with an air of challenge. I wasn't bidding on Gretchen. I'm bidding five million for an evening with you.